Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Chaldean News Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Binu. And as always, we look to expand on the stories that we publish in the newspaper and bring you more, uh, you know, elaborate on the details and, and whatnot and the features that we do uh, throughout the issues. Joining us today is Rena Abro, who is a spokeswoman and activist with the Shlama Foundation. Rena, how are you? Hi, Omar. How are you? Good. It's great to have you on here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> so Shlama was created uh, around the time of the ISIS takeover back about six years ago, right? Yep. It was um, right after ISIS had fully evacuated Mosul. Um, we had come up with the idea, got the website, started the organization, but we hadn't done our first project yet. As soon as we are, um, we were ready to do that first project, ISIS advanced further and ended up evacuating most of the Nineveh plane. So then everything changed. Our plan changed, and we had to change things up really quickly um, because everybody had was completely displaced at that point. Sure. And what you know, what prompted the what prompted you know the vision of Shlama? Who who founded it and you know, what, what, what prompted the organization to be created? Um, we were actually protesting in Detroit um, in front of the federal building. Um, and there was five of us, four of us that organized the protest, of course, with a lot of help from many people and donations. And um, we had our friend who was visiting from Iraq. Uh, his name is Noor Maddy. And he was here visiting his family. Sometimes he'll come spend a month here. Um, because his family's all here. And we asked him if he could give a speech at the rally about the situation and what was going on in Iraq firsthand from his friends and um, co-workers and everybody that was in Iraq. So he gave that speech, and we were also able to FaceTime somebody that was there showing us the displacement camps. And everybody just piled in the parks, um, in the churches, when it first happened, there was nothing. There were no charities. There was no resources. There was no United Nations. There was nobody. And it was just everybody, you know, just clutching onto the churches and anybody they could, each other, um, to just simply find shelter. So um, it was a very desperate time. A lot of people in our community after the rally had asked him if he would take money to their families. And so we were meeting after the rally to talk about, you know, what can we do now? And he said, you know, a lot of people have been wanting to send money with me. Why don't we do some fundraisers and um, I can help just random people that are just out there in the park that need blankets, whatever people need. We'll just try to help them and make their lives easier. So we said, um, yeah, there's just one issue. And he said, what's that? We said, trust. <laughs> we have a trust issue. Um so Iraq was ranked one of the most corrupt countries on Transparency International. And so, you know, everybody rightly has trust issues. You know, we're not just saying because everybody's a scammer. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we thought about that and we were like, well, that's not right. We, we can't not help just because there's trust issues. We need to see what the problem is and try to solve it. So we brainstormed until we came up with every single way we could show where the money was going. And then we said, okay, we're ready. Let's do it now. And it was honestly a one-hour meeting that started the organization. 
Yeah, and I, I guess you know, to what 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 I guess what would speed things along is because the the situation was so dire in such a short amount of time. You know that. Yeah, yeah, we were acting on emotions. We were acting on necessity, on duty, responsibility. There wasn't enough time to debate and think about things and weigh options. It was just like we have to do it. We have no choice. This is our responsibility, and sure. it happened. So it's been almost like it's been almost six years. It'll be six years in June since this all started. Um, what are some of the projects that Shlama has done, you know, in those six years? Oh, a lot. <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. Um, we started off doing only emergency response, um, which was anything people needed to survive, like um, specific medicines, like heart medications. Um, that was before Mercy was founded. We were doing a little bit more medicine. And then um, we ended up doing like anything, um, helping people get heaters, um, food for large groups of people that the church was trying to take care of or anything, anything that came our way. Um, it's, that was all emergency response. People urgently needed it for survival. And we weren't the only ones at this point. So then when we started, there was a lot of other people that were starting too. like, um, as many people know, Help Iraq, um, this, uh, all these uh, organizations that were already active, sure. and then more Western organizations started to join us. And so they can all say the same thing. It was emergency response at first. It was just responding to the need. Then after about two years, we were able to do something different. We were able to change what we were doing and actually invest in our future. And try to do things that were more reconstruction and building something long-term, helping people restart their businesses. Because at that point, some people were able to move back. It was, it was not most people, definitely not most people, but some people were. Um, and of course, many people migrated during that time as well. Um, but for those people that moved back, um, our organization is based in Iraq. So we started uh, just trying to think of ways for that we could help stronger things, more long-lasting things, like um, helping fix businesses, for example. Um, we helped like start a restaurant that employed 10 people in Baghdadah. We helped repair three shops in Tuskopa. One of them was for um, like hardware. One of them was for clothing, all different things. So it's been a lot of different types of projects. Um, we have six categories. Uh, one of them is cultural preservation, like sudas, our clothing, things like that. Sure. Uh, one of them is housing, helping people repair and furnish their homes. Um, one of them is youth activities and education, um, supporting young people um, with any like fun things, soccer, going to school, um, anything the schools need. Honestly, right now it's heat, um, heat and cool, heating and cooling, um, which might actually lead to one of our biggest projects right now. If you want to go there. Yeah. Um, so. Um, really quickly, in the last couple of years, obviously, uh, you know, they say that ISIS has been driven back and whatnot. Has have more people moved back to their? To, have been have they been able to move back more? You know, to their homes, or is it? Would you say that still most of them are are still in exile? Oh no, most people have either migrated, have refugee status, or have moved back. It's one of those three. There are very few people still displaced. Um, from the Chaldean, Assyrian, Syriac community. Sure. Um, but there are, most Yazidis are still displaced. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. 
we we were you know we read uh, a couple issues ago in the Chaldean news um, that Shlomo was uh, you know preparing to to um, spearhead uh, solar powering you know the Nineveh planes. What's that all about? Okay, we are extremely excited about this because it's our first grant. <laughs> um, we have been trying to get a grant for so long, but we've been too small. And we haven't been qualified enough to receive these larger grants, um, especially the ones offered by the United States. Um, but in recent news, last year it was announced um, in June, maybe, March or June, I don't know, um, that there would be a grant specifically for smaller organizations. And we were like, this is our chance. Finally, maybe we can actually get this one. Um, and we have this girl, um, her name is Josephine Atisha, who uh, studied grant writing. And she volunteered her time and services um, to help us out, um, help us navigate, because it's not something we've, you know, we've had a lot of people try to help us, an attorney, writers, people that have participated in grant writing, but you still need somebody that's more experienced um, in the area. Absolutely. Yep. So she helped us write it and we made it to the next stage. So it takes a long time before you get approved for that grant. So then we made it to the next stage. We filled out a ton of papers, made it to the next stage, refined more details, made it to the next stage. Um, and you have to really break down the numbers of how we are going to do it, how much it's going to cost. Um, and um, finally, we got approved. But this all really started um, with one man, actually. <laughs> um, and I should mention his name. Uh, his name is Faz Yono. Sure. And he decided to join Shlama in Iraq in March. And um, Faiz came with his daughter, and he is retired from um, the automotive industry in Detroit. Spent 30 years as a manager um, working in environmental efficiency. And he decided that when he retired, he would devote his time to his homeland, which was very inspiring for us because a lot of us are uh, much younger. We're youth, and, it's, and a lot of us were not born there, too. We were born in America. And when we just witnessed his, you know, love for his homeland, his devotion, that he grew in America, got his career, um, and it was still on his mind. And he really wanted to give something back to his country and our people. Um, we were really motivated and inspired by it. And we looked up to him. And he wanted to do this um, solar project from day one since he went to Iraq. And he started this research. And it was all a seed in his mind. And then when we saw that grant opportunity, we said, let's give this a try. And then I told you how that grant opportunity went. It took right. a while. <laughs> sure. And then we got the approval. We were really excited. Um, and we're working on it right now. We actually just put six engineers um, through their training. Um, they're going through an intensive training to learn. They're already engineers. Um, uh, I believe four of them are from al and two of them are from Tispopa. Um, and they've already gotten, they're all, they've already graduated and have a little bit of work experience. Um, and now they're getting additional training to learn solar power. And they're the ones that are going to operate this and bring solar power to the Nineveh Plains uh, with our guidance and consultation. So I have to say that, you know, that's, that's great that you guys got this grant. Because, I mean, I know from experience just how tough it can be to obtain grants. Uh, so, so great job on that accomplishment. And then the, the solar power, the solar power. Uh, so the, is this going to be like a, some kind of, um, 
you know, factory or are there going to be machines designed to, to handle this or exactly what is it going to be? So the solar panels are all going to be imported most likely from an Asian country, but we don't know yet. Um, so the engineers, what they're going to do is assess the um, electricity usage in all the homes that are going to receive the panels. Um, this is like a pilot. So we're going to do 100 homes and 30 farms to start. This is how much money the grant gives us to be able to start. Um, and then we're going to do a couple street lights, like areas. We're going to do 40 street lights in a couple areas. And um, it's most likely going to be in Tisquopa as of now. And we're um, starting now. So they're going to, as soon as they're done with all of their training, they're going to start doing those assessments. And then they're going to create a bid. It's going to be a document with all of the um, things that we need. Um, or specifications. I'm sorry. I'm not an engineer. <laughs> and they're going to create all of these um, details that we need. And then all of these um, import companies or solar companies are going to be able to um, bid. And then we're going to evaluate their prices and um, their quality. And um, then the engineers are going, we're going to work with them and they'll be selecting a solar company to provide all the parts. And then they're going to be able to um, oversee the installation with additional workers. What's the, what's, uh, so two quick questions uh, before we wrap up. What's the anticipated time that this will launch? Um, this is happening this year. So right now in the month of January and February, they're doing a lot of training. And then in March, they're going to be educating the public um, about the project because people need to opt in to become part of this pilot. Um, so, Something we didn't talk about, and I'll briefly go over, is there's a serious electricity problem <laughs> in Iraq. It's one of the biggest problems. One of the top projects we're always doing is filling generators. Sure. So um, generators over there are very unhealthy. And also SOPAs. You know what a SOPA is? No. It's like a, it's like a space heater that is powered by gas. It's like a little heater that's powered by gas, and it's... And SOPAs and generators are dangerous. They right. emit toxic fumes. It's like, it's like turning your car in your garage and leaving the garage closed, basically. Wow. So when they use those, they have to leave the windows open if they use them inside their house. And they're toxic and they're dangerous. And people in Iraq are starting to realize this. There was, unfortunately, a recent death from somebody leaving it on overnight and not closing the window. And so these people need to stop using these. And um, even when we went to Iraq, we stayed in Al-Fush for part of our trip. Mm -hmm. um, I'm took Ibnatha, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely, there was a little rivalry, but I definitely have a lot of love um, for Al-Fush and their hospitality and how welcoming they were to us. Sure. And the pacha they fed us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, was it red or white? <laughs> it was white. It was white. Okay. <laughs> So um, these SOPAs are very dangerous. We don't want families to use them. Um, the generators are emitting black smoke. Um, but when we stayed in al what I was going to say is that they gave us a schedule of when the electricity would be on. And it was cold. It was in March and it was cold um, at night. And so there were certain periods of um, time in the night. If you don't have enough money to power the generator or extra electricity or gas, then you're just going to be really cold. Um, so this is the issue that we all saw. We all experienced it and we want to solve it. And it's really important that we um, focus efforts on infrastructure for everybody that's, you know, focused on Iraq, trying to um, improve it and work on it. Mm -hmm. um, infrastructure is where we need to look. 
um, just electricity, water, internet, things like that. So this is obviously going to be an ongoing project. Um, what is, what is, you know, how long is the grant for? Is it like going to be a, a yearly thing? Hopefully. This is, is that a two year grant. Oh, great. Yeah. So, so this grant is two years long, but also we're supposed to end this grant with a sustainable business. So a business that continues operating and, and makes its own money and keeps functioning without the grant. So it's actually great that they require that because um, they don't want to just, you know, do solar panels, leave them there. And then after 10 years, maybe they're going to malfunction and there's going to be nobody to repair them right. or replace them or anything like that. So um, USAID insisted that we have a plan for it to keep going after this grant, which was really good, actually. Great. And I'm sure you guys have already uh, laid the blueprints down for that plan or are in the works, right? In terms of Oh yeah. Yep. We have um found experts in our community who have experience in um not only solar power but importing and exporting, um anything, um, even legal, like whatever help we can get. And man, mind you, everyone has been a volunteer. So we've just been very blessed, honestly. Um we are able to pay the engineers through the grants and the final business, which should also um have an income for them, um, which is amazing because this is going to be our first time being able to have employees. Um, even though it's going to go off on its own from Shnama, it's our goal. Um, and it's all about unity, working together. Um, you know, every organization should be working together and um, supporting each other however they can. So we're very happy about this. Well, it sounds like you guys are doing excellent work. And again, congratulations on the grant. Um, I know they're hard Thank to you. get. And uh, it was great having you on here, Rena. Thanks for being on here with us. Thank you so much for the invitation. Um, it was quick, but it was a good talk. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and good luck to you guys. Thank you.